Hello. Hello. What's going on? Not much. My Skype was being weird. Oh. It was showing me you were offline. Thought you were dodging me. Nope. I'll <laughs> let you know when I'm dodging you. Oh, okay. That's very considerate. Uh, hey, anything for you. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing just well. How are you? Uh, a little poorer this week. Oh, why is that? I had a new HVAC system installed for my uh-huh. upstairs. Uh-huh. Because in in Charleston, they do two units. They do an upstairs and a downstairs. And uh, mm-hmm. had to do the upstairs. So it, it was a pretty expensive week. It was, uh, yeah. You know, HVACs are not fucking cheap. Mm, no, they're not in the slightest, and mm-hmm. you know because because it's a subtropical climate climate. They don't put in furnaces; they put in heat pumps. And yeah, that's what we have down here. Yeah, so you know you don't really get heat in the winter, even though it gets below freezing at times. But you know, mm-hmm. you just have to suffer with what it is. So you know, spent the day in the house with a mask on, with three or four people from the the heating and air conditioning company running around the house and having to, to pull like, so we have a, we have an attic. Um, it doesn't have pull down stairs. So it's just like an attic. Um, I don't even know what they call it. Port, the opening, whatever. So Vent. no, 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 no. It's, it's like an access point. Um, Oh. So they had to it and it's covered by like there's there's trim up there that the the door sits on and the door is a piece of drywall or whatever. And you push it up and you move it to the side and stuff. And, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And okay. So that wasn't big enough to get the new system in, so they had to take the um the trim down and then when they put the trim back up they split all the trim and you know, so they had uh-huh. to fix that. and Okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't letting them get away with it. No, 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 no. But, you know, it was it, it was a long day. They were here for about eight hours. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good, but now it's nice and cold upstairs. Uh, yes, yeah. It's can, a, can it's, you hang, hang meat in your office? Not yet. Okay. Because it was 88 the day before they came to install it. It was 70 the day that they installed it. And it's been in the low 70s ever since. Mm-hmm. So I have the system. It's ready to go whenever it gets hot. And I shouldn't say that out loud because it'll get really fucking hot. And then, you know. But it's a it's a dual dual system, I guess. Like, it, like a... It's got instead of just turning on to full whenever it comes on, it yeah. senses what the temperature is and only ramps it up 
to get it to the temperature you want hmm. and then okay. turns it off. And then if, if it's really hot out, I guess it like goes into a second stage where no matter what, it will keep up with the temperature, no matter how hot it is outside. Uh huh. So it'll be a nice change from last year. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Cause last year we had the system that was dying. It wasn't dead, but it wouldn't on a hot summer day. It wouldn't get below 82 upstairs mm-hmm. until the nighttime. And then we cranked it down to a reasonable level. But yeah, that sucked last year. So hmm. hopefully good things ahead. Hopefully it's money Boop. well spent. We'll see. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Compared to having another hotter than hell summer. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's well worth the investment. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> and it's also one of those things where everything that I've done to the house gets added up in my head of like, okay, if we sell the house, I can list this as like, it's got a brand new HVAC system. It's got brand right. new windows. It's got this that we did to it. And that'll add to the price. So. So, anyway. Oh, well, that's good. That well, was my week. Enjoy. Yeah, well, you know. So, did you, uh, did you take in any of the Prince Philip funeral? I didn't. No? But the one picture of the queen sitting in church all by herself was pretty sad. You know, and that's why I bring it up, because, you know, a lot of people... I've seen online bitch and moan about, Oh, it's the Royals who cares. And they seem to forget that she's 94. Mm -hmm. They were together for like 73 years and she can't even hug her family. Right. Like, and nobody should have to go through that. Nobody should have to lose a a husband or a wife and not be able to be consoled by your children or your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. We watched a little bit of it and I was fascinated with how much actual, um, not pomp and circumstance, but I guess tradition mm-hmm. lays around it. Like they've got to fire a cannon so many times and they can't move until they hear the cannon fire. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like a lot. I know the dude was royalty. I know he wasn't technically king. He's a prince. But I mean, at the end of the day, still, I mean, I'm sure the family just wants to get it over with and like move on and grieve in their own way. Yeah. Well, they've had a, a a shit year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, their new daughter-in-law has not made things comfortable for everybody. Uh, But I mean, at the same time, how was she treated? We don't know that whole story. We don't, but she was a fucking gold digger. (laughs) And she still is, you know, because all the bullshit she put Harry through and then they lost their titles and she was supposed to, and she narrated a Disney nature film on elephants. I think it was, and she still wanted to be credited as the Duchess of Sussex. And I, I, I just think she's a whore. (laughs) I I think she saw a meal ticket who was going to increase her fame because she was on what suits. Yeah, I don't know what she I mean, was on. Is that a TBS series? USA? Yeah, I think it was a USA thing. Yeah, so come on. You know, it's not like you married Grace Kelly. Okay, but do you think if she hadn't gone to that party 
and met Harry. Is it Harry? Yeah, it's Harry. Uh, she had been on a date with, um, oh, the dude that walked off. Piers Morgan. Do you think that she's a gold digger enough that she would have wound up with Piers Morgan? Oh, sure. She thought it would help her career. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. I'm serious. And now she's got all that money that, that Diana left him. Well, true. So, I don't know. I'm not part of it, but when I worked with him, he seemed to be really down to earth, and I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, well... You know. I mean, he could have ended up with Pippa. Pippa? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kate's little sister? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I had to look up who the woman standing next to Charles was with the medals on her chest, which I guess is was his Was it sister. Anne? Yeah. Princess Anne? Yeah. That would have been my guess. So, so they all have served in the military, is my understanding? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's part of... You know, it's part of the royal life, right? Yeah. I, I I know that Harry and William were like fighter pilots or something. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, like, like if you want to fly, I guess that's the way to do it. Is you know, what are they going to do? Tell you no. <laughs> right. Like I really want to fly, but you're not really. Th- no, I'm I'm going to fly. Okay. Well, I mean, I would think it'd be more like, um, you're the heir to the throne. You're not going to do something dangerous. <laughs> Here, go fix some TVs in the conference room. <laughs> I don't know. Remains to be seen. Yeah. I I hope that she just doesn't destroy him. I, I don't know. I hope not. But in other, in other death news, we had a a legend of screen and TV pass away this week. We did. Yes. So cousin cousin ish. Yes. Felix Celia Celia Scylla Scylla. Yep. Passed away this week and he's best known for being not only cousin it, but Tweaky from Buck Rogers. He was the body and Mel Blanc was the voice. Mm-hmm. Some of the time there was that other weird, like sometimes Tweaky talked like Mel Blanc and sometimes he didn't. And I'm not really sure why, but, um, he also did that. He was in HR Puffin stuff as the polka dotted horse. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on bewitched and the Dukes of hazard. He, he did a ton of things. Yeah. He was, he was the Warwick Davis of his age. He, yes. He was in Spaceballs as one of the dinks. Mm-hmm. He was the emperor penguin in Batman returns. The one that, that it's the one who pushes the body into the water. That's one of them. I think there were several okay. people in costume that, that did that, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. And he was one of the, he was one of the little people in under the rainbow. Along with every other little person that could every find. other little person in Hollywood. <laughs> yep, he was an Ewok. So, so yeah, that's that's sad. Well, he had a good life and a good career. So yeah, 
you know, can't wish for anything more. Who do you think has a better career, him or uh, Deep Roy? Oh, see, I don't know. I think they're kind of neck and neck. Do you? Yeah. Are you aware that Deep Roy was an on-set Yoda in Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back? Yeah. Okay, that's something I just recently learned. There was a picture of him, I think, on Reddit with on set with um, as they were putting the head on him. Uh-huh. I guess he's only in a couple of shots. I think it's when he's walking away from Luke to get Luke to come to follow him to his okay. his house. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Um, and I, there, there was like a couple of those little shots where they needed somebody that could walk. Instead of, I guess, puppeteering it. Hmm. Okay. So, Deep Roy, man of many films. Yes. He was every Oompa Loompa in the Johnny Depp. Yes. Charlie and the Chonka Factory. Yep. Which, I mean, I hope he negotiated a decent salary for that. One would hope so. He had a ton of screen time. Right. And he was multiple characters and like shooting took forever because they would do literally every single different Oompa Loompa separately and then composite it on so that they weren't all doing the same moves. So hopefully he worked that out. So there was another big story. Did you see um, legends of tomorrow is losing a character? Yes. Because the studios don't care, Chris. Studios don't care. So so Dominic Purcell has decided that he's leaving the character of Heatwave um, behind. And um, I, I'd really be interested to know. It sound from what I read, it sounded like they were in contract negotiations or something. Well, uh, the way I read it was that he didn't even bother to negotiate for the next season. He was just done. Okay. But again, we don't have the full story. You know, we've got his his Instagram post. Yeah. So his Instagram post says, deal isn't done. I have no interest. Whatever cash they throw on the corporate level. I'm walking away from Legends of Tomorrow. It's been a total pleasure and a humbling experience bringing DC Comics iconic character Heatwave, a.k.a. McRory, to life. I smashed this character. Not an actor in the world could have done better. Okay, well, whatever. Fact, <laughs> dot, 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 such a funny cunt. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Time to move on and see how shit unfolds. So then he basically says to for the other character, the other actors to look on to anybody new coming through to teach them to not rely on loyalty from the studio. The studio does not care. The actor's work ethic and talent must give them the confidence to question authority. Much love to all. It's not lost on me how very fortunate I am. Actors hit me up on DM. Which is a weird way to sign a Instagram post, but whatever. Yeah. It's very weird, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on in in Hollywood and, and acting in general these days with the whole Scott Rudin thing. Who, wait, what Scott Rudin thing? Uh, 
that people have accused him of being an asshole and, and abusive and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, there's an actress. Um, oh, okay. But I mean, my yes. So there's been rumors about this for years. Okay. Just like there've been rumors about John Lasseter and Harvey Weinstein and all these other asshole moguls who are allowed to get away with this shit. Right. And I never understand why somebody doesn't stand up and say, "Look, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not going to take it." But is that what we're seeing now? Uh well, yeah. I mean, there uh, actress Karen Olivo, who was on Broadway in Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. has said she's she's stepping away from the business. She said no paycheck is worth that. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel in any job you shouldn't feel threatened or uncomfortable or you know any of this shit. Like it should be a a fun place especially when you're making movies you're making goddamn movies for a living right like it should be a fun set and it shouldn't be you know you shouldn't feel like like you can't be around stepping on eggshells and shit like that mm-hmm. like the whole Joss Whedon thing of that's another one him telling people that like his his sole purpose on a movie is to make the writers cry. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, that's not the way it should fucking be. You're all lucky to fucking be there. And, and with the way things are in this country, this day, these days, it's a miracle. Somebody didn't just like shoot him in the face. You know, you, you, you push, you push, you push. And eventually somebody's going to snap. Yeah. Um, And maybe they should. Maybe maybe somebody needs to, to sacrifice somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's fucking scary that all this shit goes on. But people put up with it. You know, just like women in the casting couch. Yep. Because they want to be famous. That's it. Fame and money does weird fucking things to people. I mean, and he's produced a lot of high-profile movies: No Country for, for Old Men, Social mm-hmm. Network, Lady Bird, The Truman Show. Um, you know, he's done a bunch of shit. He produced the Devs, which was that TV show uh, with Nick Offerman that I absolutely loved on Hulu. Uh huh. You know, you look at the you look, you look at these people's work, and you're like. They've produced some really, really great shit. Why are they such a monster to everybody else? I don't know. I don't know. Well, because they're allowed to get away with it. You know, their 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 mommies and daddies told them how wonderful and talented they were, and that you know they can do anything they want, and it just goes to their head. They they get fucked up. Yeah. 
And I wonder how much of it is like, you know, was this dude popular in high school? And if he wasn't, you know, his, his revenge on the pretty people might be to treat them like shit. Yeah. Well, there's one, advantage. there's one story where he smashed a computer monitor on his assistant's hand because she couldn't get him a, a flight book the way he wanted. <laughs> yeah, and no he's also been known to love like throwing things at, at his employees. It's like, I'm sorry, where's where's the ACLU? I mean, this is well something I, that should be big. I've seen that in person too. No, oh, I have I have too. <laughs> uh, I have too. I mean I I know of a casting director who was all hands hmm. and there are female performers who credit him with giving them their jobs, their careers. But Anytime he would show up at, at a at a show, afterwards all the girls would compare notes. It's like, oh, did he feel you up? Did he grab your boob? You know, it's like, it's a big joke. Wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, but they get away with it. White people are pretty much assholes. I'm coming to realize <laughs> at this point. Really, really are. And speaking of that, I watched yeah. the new Amazon show, Them. Them, okay. I'm still not sure what I watched. <laughs> now, is that supposed to be like a, like a, in the same universe as us? No. No? Okay. Well, I don't know, which is, no. This is a separate anthology series. This first season was all about a black family from North Carolina um, that moves to Compton in LA in the 1950s. Okay. And I guess Compton was really white back then. Oh, okay. Um, but all of their neighbors are aggressively white and they don't like the black family in the neighborhood and they harass them and, uh, they hang, um, black baby dolls all over the house and they set their lawn on fire and, all this shit and it's pretty fucked up you know it's a it's a, a a horror anthology and there's a little supernatural thing going on i mean it felt like a a ripoff of american horror story okay without all the familiar cast <laughs> okay um but yeah 10 episodes really messed up shit that's good the guy gets a job as an engineer at a um, aircraft company and he's the only black guy aside from the guy who delivers the mail and his boss talks down to him and you know it's like these people should be punched in the face Yeah, you know just stop letting this bullshit go on well but back in back then there was no recourse though for, for black people. No, they just I mean, had it was, to take it. A, the shit they do to these people is horrendous. Yeah. And, and then there's a flashback that takes them back to the 18 whatevers, um, where a, a pregnant black couples covered wagon breaks down and they, they, this guy comes out and he's kind of, they're Amish ish. 
Okay. They speak they speak German and they wear the black and and the men wear the big broad hats and the women all wear um, bonnets and shit. And like the same thing happens to them. Eventually, like the whole town turns on them and I I won't tell you what they do to them, but it was pretty disgusting. I mean, it it is. I I like the fact that that filmmakers and storytellers are now putting this stuff on TV for people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's making people talk about it. It's making. Um, I know that when did you watch? You watched um, Watchmen, right, on HBO? No, no? I have not watched Watchmen. Um, there is a scene at the very beginning about, um, the, the riots, the, the Tulsa riots Yeah, that I had never heard of before. And I was shocked to see that that was based in reality mm-hmm. because, you know, us American history in high school in New Jersey never covered that. And I was I had a conversation at work with one of the other guys um, who had grown up in the North as well. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I had no clue that that was an actual thing. And right. so, you know, white America is not being taught black history and they fucking should be right. Because that's how you grow as a fucking country is, is understanding what everybody's gone through. And I'm glad that I'm going to have to watch this now just because um, I'd like to actually see. I found it. I found it difficult to follow because I couldn't figure out if it was just the black couple going nuts or if there was really some other force at work. Um, Yeah, it's it's weird <laughs> it's weird it's very uncomfortable okay very uncomfortable well sometimes you need to watch something that's uncomfortable you do you do I mean I'm sure that the average white person would never think that you know black people had to deal with that and then there's this this part of the plot is that there's this whole real estate scam where they're trying to turn the neighborhood in Compton black by offering easy mortgages for black people knowing that they won't be able to keep up payments and eventually they'll you know they'll take the property back and then they'll flip it and sell it again and a lot of shitty stuff going on Yeah, I just added that to my watch list. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's worth watching. Okay. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. It's confusing. <laughs> oh, you're just a white guy. You wouldn't understand. And I totally get that. <laughs> I totally fucking get that. I have no reference to any of this shit, and. Uh, that's it. So this is a really good segue into the other show that we watch in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Um, this 
particular episode dealt a lot with race and um, what it would mean for a black man to be Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that Marvel's not shying away from this kind of stuff. Yeah. That Marvel has looked at their own history at, in comic books and you know, if it's a, for the most part, comic books are a white person, um, retreat mm-hmm. lots of times, you know, it's a lot of white people running around in spandex. Um, and it wasn't until like late seventies, early eighties when black artists were able to get in there and be like, we need somebody that we can relate to. And then you get black Panther and blade and, um, the black superheroes that, you know, we just kind of all take for granted now. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it, it was very uncomfortable for, for, I feel like Bucky to, to be like, look, we, when, when Steve told me what he was planning, neither of us could have understood how you felt. And it's, it's an eye opening thing to, to be in the 21st century and still not have the equality that there should be. Mm-hmm. And especially now in the world, in this country the way it is it's it's heartbreaking to be like I, I can just imagine how many of the people that live around me don't like brown people or black people or yellow people and I know they're there because they will say shit on fucking Facebook where you're like what the fuck man hmm. like we should be past this now and we're not and that I don't know that that's fucking scary. Uh, yeah. I mean this this country is so screwed up right now. Oh yeah. Yep. There was a there was a post the other day about. Um, I guess this was the weekend that everybody had garage sales. Okay. And somebody posted well. I assume the pandemic's over because nobody had masks on at any of the garage sales that I was at. Uh, And all of the responses were like, good, that's the way it should be. Got to get back to normal. And it's (laughs) like, we're never going to get back to normal. A few people won't just fucking cover your mouth for two weeks or however long it's going to take. Right. Because all those fucking idiots in, in Washington are saying the same shit and they're just puppeting it back. Well, our our douchebag governor is saying that we should just not wear masks in Florida. Let's get back to normal. We don't need any masks anymore. In a state that's got more cases and more of the variant cases. That oh god. He doesn't care because he's an asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. But yeah, I mean, there's there's too much stupid out there. I was in grocery store last week, and um, minding my own business, and there was a guy with a army cap on, and this woman started talking to him, and they started talking about you know keeping America pure, and you know you'd be surprised. There's a lot more people like us out there, and it's like holy fuck, you should be locked up right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what's coming this world's coming to. I don't know. But going back to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. Um 
I thought it was another incredible episode of television. Um, I was worried that this was just going to be a run of the mill Marvel TV show, mm-hmm. but the level of action, the level of visual effects, the level of storytelling has blown my mind. Yeah, it's it's been amazing what they've been able to accomplish and to maintain. The, yeah, I mean the the fight scenes are so awesome. Yeah, the the whole seek the training the whole Rocky homage. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, like the earlier scene where where um, Bucky and uh, Anthony Mackie are Sam. are kind of like playing catch with the shield. Yeah. And, you know, it would just, you know, it bank off a tree, he put his arm up, he'd catch it. And I, I mean, it can't say enough about it. They're doing so much great stuff. I feel as an editor that that scene was moved from later on. Well, you know what? I was good. I was questioning that because in that, in that scene, he has no problem um, catching it. Catching it. Yep. And then in the training sequence, he's like having a hard time. Yep. And that's why I feel like there's a scene missing in there that I don't know if it was due to the COVID shoot or whatever. Mm. I feel like Sam decides at some point, fuck it. He needs to train as Captain America. Right. And he can't seem to get it. And Bucky comes over and says, here's what you need to do in order to become better at this. Right. And that scene should end up with them throwing it back and forth and catching it to each other. Um, and then Bucky leaving, but I feel like they wanted to get Bucky out of there sooner. And so that Sam just had to sit there and come to the realization on his own, I guess. Okay. But it, it feels very out of place that you have the scene where they're just whipping it against the trees and catching it. Mm-hmm. And then you get, Sam trying to do the exact same thing and he's missing the, he's missing the, um, the pads and that felt a little off, but. Yep. I, I agree. I was agree. Uh, what did you feel about the big secret cameo? Oh my God, dude. <laughs> so, you know, as the internet does, you get all this bullshit about like, there's going to be a super secret cameo in the next one. And it's going to be Thunderbolt Ross and no, it's going to be Chris Evans and no, it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. And you're like, wait, what, what, where's all this coming from? Right. So I, on Fridays, I try to stay off the internet as much as I can just because Mm -hmm. people will spoil the shit out of anything. Right. So I stayed off and we were watching it Friday night during dinner and they showed like her feet and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so who is this going to be? And as soon as I heard her voice, I was like Elaine from Seinfeld. Right. And then they show her face and I was like, what the fuck is she doing in a Marvel film or Marvel TV show? Mm -hmm. Um, there is a, a rumor and take this for what it is that she was technically supposed to debut in black widow. Yep. Heard that. And that this was going to be how they tied it all together. And so now she may show up in Black Widow and you're going to be like, oh, that's what's her name. Right. But she's playing a a character from the comic books that was a triple agent and girlfriend of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. 
and um, she infiltrated Hydra at the request of Shield, but Hydra was already in Shield, so there was a weird like back and forth of what her true intentions were. But right, she is now going to be employing um, Walker as U.S. agent instead of Captain America, which is mm-hmm. you know where he's going to go and with them taking Zemo to the raft, they're saying that's how they're going to set up the, the Thunderbolts. Okay. Which is the Marvel equivalent of the suicide squad. Right. Um, which I find it very ironic that, that Marvel's pulling on that particular string since, Mm -hmm. you know, DC is already doing suicide squad and a couple of different interpretations. Um, but, I guess they're going to show them how to do it right or whatever. So, and Thunderbolt for anybody who doesn't know is a group of supervillains that work for general Ross out of the raft. And they're thinking that Zemo along with, um, Walker and a couple other people will like base that team. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if how true that is or how much of that is the rumor mill, but, um, I hope they don't kill Walker um, because I really like Wyatt Russell's performance. Okay. Um, I feel like he has stolen a lot of the scenes he's been in and I have a lot of respect for him as like him not wanting to play on his father's name. Sure. And I don't know how he got the gig in on the Disney plus series. Um, but I appreciate that he's trying to be his own actor. And even though it's hard sometimes when he's talking to not hear Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. um, some of the mannerisms he does is, is like his father, but um, I, I feel like he's a good enough actor where I really hope that they don't just get rid of him. Right. I would like to see him in other things for Marvel. They asked him, somebody asked him recently about um, that in the remake of Escape from New York, he should play Snake Plissken as kind of an, an homage to his father. And he said, why would you want me to commit career suicide? Right. Like that would be the worst thing for me to do. And I appreciate that because there are a lot of actors that would just try to bank on their their famous parents' name, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do that. And I I appreciate that. But I, I'm kind of anxious to see uh, the new Wakanda version of the Falcon outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think that's what's in the box? Uh, it's got to be. It's. So Bucky has been on Sam's ass the entire time that he should have become Captain America. Mm -hmm. And I think Bucky calling in the favor of getting him a vibranium um, outfit that basically is going to be a cross between the Captain America uh, costume and the Falcon costume. Mm -hmm. Because in the comic books, he's the, his version of Captain America still has the wings Right. And he still flies, but he's got the shield. And I feel like next week we're going to see that come into fruition. And that's kind of exciting. 
So what do you think about the rumors of the the colossal guest star next week? I think it's the same group of people that said, we're going to get Doctor Strange at the end of WandaVision. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of that. What people want and what what Marvel has planned are two totally separate things. Mm -hmm. And if people don't understand by now that you can't predict what Marvel's going to do, then you're going to be really disappointed when it doesn't go your way. You're not looking forward to the cameo of Steve Rogers, his old man, Steve showing up. Why? Why would, why would they do that? I know. Tony Stark shows up to, to check out the new suit. (laughs) I think, uh, the only thing that I could see in a long shot would be for them to intersplice old man cap from Endgame, where um, Sam's thinking back on that moment when he hands in the shield and, and he says it feels like somebody else's and Steve says it's not for him to snap back to reality and and kind of confirm to Steve in his own way that Steve was right. Mm -hmm. But I don't see them getting Chris Evans back on TV in old man makeup for that. No, no Uh, people, people want that. People don't want Chris Evans to be done with the character, but he's done. Yeah, he's done. He's moving on. My kid thinks that, um, uh, Bucky should be the next Captain America. And I was like, but you're missing the point with Bucky. Bucky is not a stable individual. No, he is not. No. And, and like the whole thing is like, Sam should be the next Captain America. He mm-hmm. has the heart of Captain America. Bucky doesn't. Right. Bucky's got his own shit to deal with. And I, but you know, the kid thinks that fucking Sebastian Stan is dreamy. So, well, he's going to be Luke Skywalker, so, you know, she'll see plenty of him. We could only hope. <laughs> we could only hope that Disney's going to listen to that particular outcry from fans. Yeah. It'd be kind of awesome. It would be. It truly would be. Although I do like when they asked Sebastian Stan about it, and he was like, well, look, if Mark Hamill calls me and says, hey, I want you to do this, of course I would do it. And right. then Mark Hamill's answer to him was like, it's not my character. I I don't have any say in whether you play it or not. Mm-hmm. Do you are you on Instagram at all? Barely. Do you follow um, Mark Hamill on there? No, no. Should I? <laughs> he he released something the other day where he was on a plane and like a private jet, and they and he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to start this new project." And then the comedian Burt Kreischer comes out mm-hmm. behind him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he's like, don't, he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's drinking champagne or something. And it was like, I mean, good for Mark Hamill that like he's embracing his status and nerd them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's picking some weird projects. Well, yeah, he's probably just having fun. Well, yeah, absolutely. Everybody should have fun. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Did you, you watch, only get Did you watch Invincible? I did. Are you caught up with this week's too or Yes. Okay. Um the the fight at the end of last week's where the new team basically gets taken apart. Yep. Um I love that this show just doesn't give a fuck about like who who gets like collateral damage. Mhm. I I hate to say this because I really don't like Walking Dead anymore, but like like Kirkman nailed the superheroes genre. Right. Um you know, it's an adult version of a superhero cartoon, but um it's just so well done. Invincible heals a little faster than I would have liked them to in this episode. Yeah. But I understand that like they have a story to tell and he's technically only half human, so you know. Yeah, I mean I'm interested to see how how the situation resolves itself. You mean like with the robot being like playing both sides and Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't figure him out at all. The only thing that I can figure is that in this episode there was a drone version of him mm-hmm. that gets sent to go get a flower. Right. And I'm wondering whether or not there's multiple versions of him. And the one that's helping the bad guys isn't actually the one from the team. Oh, okay. I'm wondering if that's where they're going to go with it, but I'm, I'm not really sure. I didn't really think about that because of the whole duplicate character. Right. It's like, why would you have more than one character? That's a doppelganger. Right. Okay. Gotcha. But after seeing this episode with, uh, with Loki and his robot, guys <laughs> it's like oh okay well then maybe whoever created that red robot has a you know lore is hanging around somewhere in the shadows to come out <laughs> wow you managed to, to fit both star trek and marvel in together you like that look at that yeah wow it was a stretch but you know <laughs> I was ready for it. <laughs> uh, very good. But yeah, it's, um, there's some good TV these days. Yeah. Especially to be a nerd. Yeah. Big time. Big time. There's, there's some stuff that's really well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with what's out there. I mean, and Disney seems to not, be stepping on the toes so much of their creator um, as um, I feel like they might have done if it wasn't the Marvel and Disney products that, mm-hmm. they're, that they're trying to deal with. Um, I feel like it would be much different. Um, but I feel like Disney and, and Lucasfilm has or Marvel and Lucasfilm has the power to be like, you gotta, you gotta pay what it's actually going to take to make these in a good way. And, you know, not hand hamstring them like they normally would have done. Right. You know, and that's why I feel like a lot of this is only going to have one season that, that they're like, 
you know, we're only going to do one Falcon and Winter Soldier, so you just need to give us what we need in order to do it. Well, I mean, as long as they keep it up and they keep replacing it with fresher content, you know, as soon as Falcon Snowman is done, we're going to get... <laughs> We're going to get the, the, the deep dive making of, and then we're going to go right into Loki. Yep. And then is it, what if is after Loki? Yeah. And Loki is not actually going to be out until middle of June. Oh, I thought it was middle of May. No, they, they oh. moved it out and I'm not really sure why. Um, but yes, it's Loki, a making of Loki. And then I think what if. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. And I saw some good news being added to Disney Plus this past week. Oh, yeah? There was a animated series previewed at <sighs> Celebration in Orlando. I can't remember what year it was. That was um, done by Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was called Detours. So it's kind of stuff that's that was Star Wars adjacent. Right. Um, Donald Faison from uh, uh, Scrubs uh, plays a stormtrooper in it. There was an arc where um, you saw Princess Leia being a bitch to all of the other um, duplicates of her for assassination attempts. There were running gags where Admiral Akbar is running the snack bar and you know they cut to him and I go it's a wrap it's a frap <laughs> it's and a, it was it was it was Seth Green right yeah yeah he was the one that kind of like it, it it wasn't robot chicken but it was like the next up version of like satire for Star Wars okay yeah, I mean, it was that satire that existed before Disney bought Star Wars and right. got all serious about it. <laughs> so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. There 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 was a, a a running series about a an Ewok that sneaks onto the Death Star, okay, and uh, gets adopted by by one of the Imperial officers. <laughs> <laughs> and when is that coming to Disney Plus? I soon. <laughs> I think next month. I think in May. Oh, okay. Let's see. As of five days ago, uh, it may debut on May fourth. Oh, there you go. I did 39 episodes. I and didn't they realize were never that. Released. Nope. That's amazing. Nope. You can look forward to uh, Seth Green as Obi Wan, to uh, Andy Richter as Zookus, <laughs> uh, Billy D. Williams as Lando Carizian. Of course. And uh, Seth MacFarlane as Palpatine. Well, I mean, his his version of the Emperor on. Um, Family robot, Guy? No, on, on Robot Chicken. Uh-huh. Of, what the hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> like, th- that's, oh my God. Hit, those are the best. So I, I can go for him doing that. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm just really curious. As to what? As to as to how good it is. I mean, what they showed it at Celebration was, was really funny shit. So I'm hoping that, you know, that wasn't just the, the A bunch of clips. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you know, there's You know how it is. There are movies like that. Oh, of course. Of course. But, you know, that's the nature of the game. The acquisition of Lucasfilm was 2012? That can't be right. Can it? It's been nine years. Yes. Wow. I mean, I remember being in the office the day it was announced. There was much rejoicing. I mean, I I remember... I remember the, the talks. I remember when it happened, but I thought... I had been working at, at the place I was working at longer because I started in 2012 there. Yeah. And I thought I had been working there a couple of years before that actually happened, but maybe not. Hmm. Because when it was announced, they did the whole thing of, um, you know, that they were going to be making movies. And I remember somebody asking me in the office who I thought should direct it. Mm-hmm. And my, you said you? no, my, my pick was JJ Abrams. Uh-huh. I said he's a big enough fan that he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't destroy the series and look where we are today. Right. <laughs> so my naivety of 2012 Chris is, you know, <laughs> whatever. You only knew what you knew then and now you know differently. That's right. And that's okay. That is okay. Are they half an hour episodes? I don't remember how they chopped it up. It doesn't say on, on their Wikipedia page at all. No. And it says it was created by, or well. It was Lucasfilm Animation. Yeah. So, wow. Oh, it was... In 2013, Lucasfilm announced that they had postponed the series. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, 10 to 20 minute interstitials or how it's going to be broken down. But there was some funny shit. (laughs) I think it I mean, just, just watch watch the trailer. I mean, there's some funny shit. I think it just shows you exactly like Disney seemed to have placed all their eggs into the sequel trilogy basket mm-hmm. after they bought Lucasfilm and said, this is the future of, of Lucasfilm and Star Wars. And, you know, Disney said, yeah, and we're going to create a land that's that's all about the this ver- this time period and. Um, you know, we're going to double down on all this. And then the sequel trilogy kind of tanked. And right. then they're like, well, what else can we do? And then you get Favreau and um, Filoni being like, well, we got an idea. And that takes off. And then mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we have this thing in, in the archives called Star Wars Detours. That right. was pretty funny. 
well, okay, let's put that on Disney plus. Well, and I think Disney plus is seeing, it's like, you know, they put the, the Boba Fett holiday special cartoon on, on Disney plus and mm-hmm. the Ewoks movies and, you know, all that vintage campy shit. Yeah. And people are watching it. I'm afraid to go watch the Ewok movies. Oh, really? It's some of Wilfred Brimley's best work. <laughs> I I know that I have them on DVD, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever watched them. I don't think I've seen them since they first aired on TV. Okay. I I have recollections of things that happen in them. Okay. But I don't know whether or not I want to go back down that road. Oh. Go for it. Come on. I don't know. Go to the dark side. <laughs> Go to the dark side. Come on. I remember that one of the biggest things that always that pissed me off about it was that like I guess because they were on a TV movie budget, they couldn't put the Ewoks up in the trees. All right. So all the Ewok stuff is down on the ground and it's like, uh, okay. Sure. And then there's that little blonde girl, and it's like, come on. It's true Barrymore. No, it's not. <laughs> she wishes she sure? was Drew Barrymore. You sure? You sure? I'm pretty sure. I think it is. Her. I think it is. No. No. And um, oh, who plays the witch? The witch was somebody. I don't remember if it was the Ewok Adventure or Caravan of Courage. Uh, I think she was like an NPR, NPR, PBS kind of person. <laughs> NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Burr Lives was the narrator. Yeah, see, it sounds all good in theory, but I just feel like it's not going to hold up. Well, would you expect it to hold up? Come on. Um. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I, I would I I would think that after the debacle that was the holiday special, that anything yeah. that Lucas kind of lent out had a more of a grip on. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't think that it was that in this. Well, you can't blame everything on the holiday special. I mean, it was between episodes three and four. It was way early. George probably was coming off of some bad shrooms. <laughs> uh, the name of the witch is Char- Charla? Yeah. It's Sean Phillips. He's a British actress. Okay. I thought I, I, I get her confused with, was it Christina Pickles? Was the, 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 uh, the, the sorceress in He-Man? The Frank Langella version? Oh, really? I think so. The the Terrible Masters of the Universe movie? Yes. The hey, we don't have enough we don't have enough money to to put this on Eternia, so they're going to warp into our reality? Yes. Oh, fucking He-Man. Uh, yes, Christina Pickles was the sorceress. Yes, I love her. <laughs> I think she was on Saint Elsewhere. Yes, she was. And I think she's also the the sorceress in uh 
the Atlantis, the Poseidon attraction at Islands of Adventure. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Is that still running? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't been to Universal in years. And I think she was, was she? Yeah, she was Ross and, Ma- and Rachel's mother on Friends. Okay. And Courtney Cox was in Master of, uh, Masters of the Universe. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Yeah. So was a very young Robert Duncan McNeil before he did a turn as um, Paris on Star Trek Voyager. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Uh, you're not watching any of the CW shit right now, are you? Nope. No? You gave up? I am. Yep. The Flash is so fucking weird these days. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the Speed Force almost dies and then came back as Barry's mother. Uh, okay. And is living with Barry and Iris. But it's not really his mother. It's just a familiar face, the speed force has chosen to portray herself as okay it's so weird <laughs> i mean they've done that before though right wasn't there yes at the end of one of the the seasons she comes and says you need to be part of the speed force or something that was the uh the uh what's his name the the kid from uh was it avatar yeah it might have been Chris Klein says name. No, Savitar was Barry from the future. Had been had oh been who corrupted. Was, who was the guy from American Pie? Oh God! With the uh, girl, with the daughter. Yeah, that's about where I stopped watching. So okay, it might have been Savitar. I don't know. But it was but one of like those. all these scenes in the hospital with lots of low lying fog. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since they kind of wrote out Cisco, I've been like not really interested. Well, he he's kind of come back, and Caitlin and Frost are now two separate people. Yeah, I saw a video of that. How does that work? They got separated by the same device that uh, the professor and the Human Torch kid were united. Oh, as okay. one person. That sounds like they're just like grasping for straws. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I like normal, the normal, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Panna Baker and not the frost version. Right. There's just something off about it. Is it that the, it's the, it's the little girl from sky high and you just can't look at her yes. with like white hair and fucked up eyes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird. Um, and Supergirl is, is like, off the rails. Oh, is it? Yeah, she's been sent into the Phantom Zone. Lex is still taking over the world. Uh his mother is still loyal to him, but Lena has decided to leave LexCorp and allegedly Callista Flockhart is coming back uh, for the finale. Yeah. Okay. 
So who knows? It's weird shit. So the Chris Klein's um, character name was Cicada. Oh, that's right. Cicada. Yeah. That annoying creature from, uh, <laughs> what is it? Every seven years they hatch? Something like that. Yeah. yeah I just That's about the time I stopped watching. I, I just yeah. didn't. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much falling behind. I just don't feel like the CW has any presence anymore in the superhero genre. Like <sighs> What they started with Arrow and stuff and brought to the Flash was kind of groundbreaking. And then now we're going to do 18 different shows. Right. And, and people were like, one of them. You know, with the exception of maybe Arrow, none of the others received the same attention. No. No, not at all. So, yeah. Well, you know, as long as we have Nancy Drew and Riverdale and <laughs> Katie Keene and there you all go. those other shit programs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor CW. Good, good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. And I am still watching... Mighty Ducks. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, it, I guess. I'm still into it. Okay. I like it. Well, like I said, it's, all it's cute. It's like sitcom-y. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I mean, that's the important thing, as long as you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. If you're not enjoying it and you're still watching it just as a, some weird, like... Obligation? Obligation, then it's time to move on. You know, as long as you're enjoying it, then that's all that matters. Yeah, it's 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 cute. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's a great uh, break from all the shit that's going on in the world. <laughs> okay. You know, so hey. Fair enough. All right. You watched anything else? No. Nope. No. No. It's been a slow week. Oh. Um. I just had a ton of shit going on and there's nothing real appointment television for me except for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, you Not know. call me cast. No. <laughs> no. I mean, the only two things I'm watching with any regularity is Falcon and Winter Soldier and Invincible. Okay. And, you know, other than that, I spend most of the week just like working on projects or whatever. So fine. Be that way. I will. All right. You got anything else for this week? Mm, no, no, I think that's it. All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dance You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wear your mask, get your shot, shut up. (laughs) 